hear about what happened? Crazy. True crime. True crime. We online. Come check us out. Tune in. It's about to go down. So we at? True crime. True crime. True crime. Based on real life events. Every story has two sides. Who's telling the truth? Who's telling them lies? Them on me. Anybody with eyes, they can see that this the truth that I am speaking. Blood leaking, what's the reason? No remorse for the family. Where's the justice? We need peace. Another plot twist this beat. Got me on the edge of my seat. I wonder what's gonna happen next. Welcome, dear listeners, to another episode of Murder and Cocktails, where true crime meets mixology. I'm your host, Nicole Mitchell Collie, joined by my fabulous co-host, Amber Watson. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Get ready for an intoxicating discussion as we dive into the tragic tale of Shakita Tate, a brilliant defense attorney whose life took a dark turn in February 2009. So grab your favorite libation and let's raise a glass to a murderously good time. But first, we have some true crime news. Jennifer Crumbly, mother of Ethan Crumbly, one of the perpetrators in the tragic Michigan school shooting in Oxford, Michigan, has been found guilty on multiple charges related to the incident. The shooting, which occurred at Oxford High School in November 2021, resulted in the deaths of four students and injuries to several others. Following a trial that concluded recently, Jennifer Crumbly has been convicted on all counts of involuntary manslaughter. She was held responsible for purchasing the firearm used in the shooting and failing to intervene despite clear warnings of her son's deteriorating mental state. During the trial, prosecutors presented evidence indicating that Jennifer and her husband, James Crumbly, were aware of their son's troubling behavior. They even received a concerning note from his school the day of the shooting. Despite this, they failed to take decisive action to prevent the tragedy. The verdict was an elicited mix of relief and closure for the families of the victims who have long sought justice since the tragic incident occurred. Many hope this conviction serves as a reminder of the importance of responsible gun ownership and proactive intervention in cases of concerning behavior. Defense attorneys for Jennifer Crumbly have not yet commented on the verdict, but are expected to appeal the decision in the coming weeks. This conviction marks a significant milestone in the legal proceedings surrounding the Oxford High School shooting. It highlights the accountability of the perpetrators and those who may have played a role in enabling the tragedy. The community continues to mourn the loss of the victims while grappling with the aftermath of the shooting. The verdict underscores the ongoing need for efforts to address issues of gun violence and mental health support in schools and communities across the country. So, she was convicted this week. Yeah, she was. Of, uh, yeah, involuntary manslaughter. So... I totally agree with that conviction, actually. I mean, one, you bought your son a gun. Two, your son has told you that he needs help, that he's having mental health struggles, and you ignored it. But not only did he tell her, like, he drew it. He put it out in a 
what is it note notebook he he drew help like he did all kinds of things to bring it to their attention and she was like oh that's just the joke in the house uh, 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 what yeah i mean all over assignments he was looking up ammunition on his phone in school and that particular day that the shooting occurred his parents got called in they had a discussion with i believe a counselor and the counselor basically asked them to take him home and not bring him back until he gets some sort of mental health help and they said no Right, because they didn't think that it was serious. And according to her testimony, she was like, the the meeting was very nonchalant. Um, she didn't make it seem it was really serious. So we didn't feel the need to bring him home. Yeah, no, that, that shouldn't have gone that way at all. Um, so... Her um, sentencing here is in April. And her husband's um, trial will be coming up soon. They, they, they all... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, Do you think you'll get the same... Sen- I mean, the, the same verdict? You, or do you think you'll get worse because he actually bought the gun? I think they all deserve the same sentencing. Straight across the board. Agreed. Um, I really feel that like Michigan is definitely leading from the front, especially because um, this is the first time that parents of a shooter have been held responsible. So I think like they are definitely uh, making an example out of them, which I think is awesome. I completely 100% agree with that. Like, I'm really looking forward to Jennifer's uh, sensing in April. I'm definitely going to be watching that. I'm going to try, but, you know, they don't say it all day. It comes on first thing in the morning, and I'll be getting dressed for work, whatever. And then that's it. I won't hear nothing else until I come home and watch the really late news. I watched the whole trial on Channel 2. There, really? Yeah. Fox it's it's like it. all about the trial. There's no like commercials or anything. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's like a commercial here and there, but yeah, they they put the trial on Fox too. I did I not know that. I was in the office. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. So, moving on to another case. <laughs> this one's kind of funny because I actually saw this one on the news. Um, Donald Adelson was apprehended while trying to board a one-way flight to Vietnam with charges including first-degree murder and solicitation of murder. The case stems from a family dispute where prosecutors alleged that the Adelson family plotted to kill Dan Markle following a custody battle with his ex-wife, Wendy Adelson, Donna's daughter. So Donna's son, Charlie, has been convicted in the murder. And Donna's recent attempt to leave the country has added a new twist to the case. Her attorney claims her innocence, but eh, it just sounds a little sketchy. Buying a one-way ticket to Vietnam. Mm. I don't think they uh, participate in extradition. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either, but that's just funny. They caught her ass in the airport 
And this chick said, I didn't know there was a warrant. So it's like, what? <laughs> if you I'm, didn't know there was a warrant, you wouldn't be trying to leave the country on a one-way ticket. Right. Like, I'm over here laughing. I'm sorry. How do you not know? Like, you you tried it. <laughs> Definitely oh. A for effort. I wish I had one of those... Um, Oh, what do they use on the radio stations? You know, the, the dumb buzzer of the day. Oh, like, like donkey of the day? Like Charlotte Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure we get something like that, because she has to be one of, like, the dumbest criminals ever. For I don't, real. I don't know. I think, like, she needs an award for that. I think we should, like, send her one. I'm pretty sure she's in, in prison or jail somewhere in Florida happy to send her an award for dumbest criminal (laughs) it's like um what is that dude Jeff Foxworthy here's your sign yeah (laughs) she got all types of signs (laughs) absolutely all right, enough talking shit about this poor lady. <laughs> Sorry. This is like the look on her face, like just like the element of surprise, like the look of shock on her face. And she's just a little old lady, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, she's harmless, right? But no, you, you had your son-in-law murdered. All because her daughter wanted to move her kids to South Florida where they were. That's sad. People will go to extremes. Like it ain't that deep. You see them at her or wherever. Crazy. All right. So getting into (laughs) getting into this case. Um. So, in the legal landscape of the Louisiana, Shakita Tate stood as a prominent figure known for her prowess in handling challenging cases. Little did she know she would become the victim of a heinous crime, brutally stabbed 14 times in her Baton Rouge law office while preparing for an upcoming murder trial. So, she stabbed 43 times. So, this was personal. Somebody was clearly big mad. Because 43 times is a lot. Amber, you're muted. Amber! I'm here. Oh, okay. Oh, your mom's yelling at the dog. (laughs) Yes. Wonderful. Okay. The circumstances surrounding Tate's death raised numerous Tate's questions. That's why I was muted. Ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> tell mom she's fucking up the recording. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hello, am I talking to myself? You're really not. No, I, I am here. 
The circumstances surrounding Tate's death raised numerous questions as someone represented as someone who represented accused killers, drug dealers, and gang members. Speculations arose about a possible connection between her murderer and her own client roster. Some even considered the unsettling possibility of a closer connection, pointing to her volatile temper. So her journey began in some challenging circumstances. She was raised by her grandmother along her seven siblings. Her mother basically abandoned them and their father was on drugs. Um, her grandfather would often say that with her smart mouth, she had better be a preacher or a lawyer. So despite adversity, she, she was the bomb academically, um, becoming the first in her family to attend college. Um, her professional success soared and she won a $500,000 jury verdict and she established her own law firm on the Mississippi river or earning a formidable reputation in court. She found happiness in her marriage to Greg Davis, who was super fine. I mean, he got body. Um, you're going to have to send me a picture of that because I have yet to see this man. And you're over here. He is fine. Da, 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 and He's I have fine, yet to see this. It's always the fine ones that are fucking crazy. Well, in my experience anyway. Okay. I'll go with that. <laughs> um, so... Tragedy struck on February 19th, 2009, as Shakita worked late for her double murder trial and she never returned home. Um, Greg called her repeatedly, you know, before driving to her office the next morning. He flagged down a nearby officer and they went inside and they stumbled upon her lifeless body. Despite the absence of blood in the elevator or the lobby or any signs of robbery, investigators discovered particular details. Uh, For example, she had uh, a weft of weave in her hand, but her wallet was missing. Also, she was still wearing her jewelry, so that ruled out robbery right there. There was no murder weapon found at the scene. But Greg had told authorities that he had seen Shakita the night she was killed after she called him at 7 o'clock to bring her something to eat. He brought her some McDonald's and he even recalled helping her with a small errand while he was there. So He done that, poisoned her. Poisoned her. Yeah, he poisoned her with a number 5. Yep, put it in her McDonald's food. Sure did. You know, that would be a way to get me, for real. Because I, I sure cannot turn down, like, McDonald's french fries. Like, or high C orange. Like, you really want to get me? Poison my high C orange. You know, that's really funny because I only like their fries. I like nothing else but McDonald's french fries. I can't stand anything else on their menu. Okay, I take that back. I like their sweet tea, but I have to have it cut in half. And that's it. Sweet tea cut in half in their fries. Because everything else, to me, has gone hill gone downhill sorry and who wants to drink liquid diabetes amina loves it but you know i'm sorry did you just say liquid diabetes and you're talking about some high c orange that's probably got more sugar than their sweet tea i beg to differ Mm, nope i'm sorry Uh uh-uh nope we can take a poll we can take a poll we'll We'll take a poll and have our listeners i put money on it 
that sweet <laughs> tea has more sugar in it than high C orange. Matter of fact, if you drink it 100%, but I cut it in half. I do half and half. I do half sweet and half non-sweet, but they can never get it right. It's either all, all unsweet or it's all sweet. And then I can't drink it. How do you fuck up sweet tea? I don't know. I've been trying to ask myself that every time I order a sweet tea. <laughs> oh my God. That's a shame. You never get it right. They can never get it right. And I don't understand that. Better candidates. <laughs> so the investigation delved into their troubled marriage, revealing a lease for a new apartment and a history of domestic violence. So, wasn't a fairy tale after all. Right. Interesting. (laughs) Before her death, she uh, reportedly signed a lease for her new apartment, but she hadn't moved in yet. And she told her sister, Danita, who also served, I guess, as like a a legal secretary there. um, She told her sister that the same day she died, in fact, that she could no longer stay in the marriage. So, detectives uncovered a past domestic violence call to the home two months before the couple's wedding. They were both arrested, but the charges were later dropped. Hmm. So, it's time for our favorite segment, Sip and Solve. So, she was giving it right back to him. Yeah. Good for her. Beat that ass. Right. (laughs) If you gonna step up, you might you better you better be careful. Right. Um, yeah. It's time for our favorite segment, sip and solve. Grab your shakers and glasses because we're about to mix up a drink that perfectly complements today's mystery's dark twists and turns. <laughs> today's featured cocktail is the hurricane, a Louisiana favorite. No pun intended. Here's how you can concoct this intriguing libation. You'll need two ounces of light rum, two ounces of dark rum, one ounce of lime juice, one ounce of orange juice, half ounce of passion fruit puree, half ounce of simple syrup, one teaspoon of grenadine, an orange half wheel, and a preserved cherry for garnish. Add the light and the dark rums, lime and orange juices, passion fruit puree, Simple syrup and grenadine into a shaker with ice and shake until well chilled. Strain into a large hurricane glass over fresh ice. Garnish with an orange half wheel and a preserved cherry. Let the flavors inspire your detective instincts as we sip on our hurricanes. Take a moment to ponder the mysteries we've uncovered today and share your thoughts with us on social media using hashtag sip and solve. Back to the case. So Shakita's wallet was discovered on Gardier Lane, which is like a really sketchy, crime-ridden area of town. Her credit cards were still inside, leading detectives to believe that the wallet had been planted there to divert the investigation. An anonymous call alleging a lesbian love affair traced back to Greg's sister further complicated the investigation. Red flag. 100%. What? Why the sister calling over here trying to complicate shit? That's because what that's what a sister does. I be damned. If Byron called me telling me to complicate some shit, no sir, I will not. Mm-mm. My name Bennett and I ain't in it. Mm-mm. 
So you mean tell me if your brother called you and just like gave you all the lowdown, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, nothing, nothing. Okay. I lied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm a ride or die for my brother. Like I probably would have did the same thing, but I wouldn't did no dumb shit like that. That was just I, dumb. I she probably would too with that look like 50 cent brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leave, leave my brother alone, Amber. <laughs> yep. I can't. I'm sorry. You can't have my brother. <laughs> so there's suspicions about uh, Greg heightened when he told detectives he had been Gardier, on Gardier Lane the night his wife died to buy steroids after insisting initially that he had driven straight home. I'm sorry. He, what you need steroids for? I mean, I know what he, what he had body like, used them. His body was noise. It was no, oh, but it was illegal. Okay, yeah. but he—it's probably why his ass was crazy. Absolutely, you know, makes you crazy, and that you know, you take too much steroids, it, it it shrinks your man parts. Well, eventually they don't work. Got candy cane syndrome. <laughs> Maybe that's why she got tired of the marriage because she he couldn't give it to her right. That would piss me off too. That's grounds for divorce. Is it though? Um, yeah. Mm. I mean, because honestly speaking, check this right. All right, all right, all right. Listen to my logic. Okay, I'm listening. We married, and you can't give it to me. What do you expect me to do? Do you expect me to be patient because your pee pee don't work? Okay. Eventually, so, somebody's gonna have to pet me. Because with technology nowadays, true. But with technology nowadays, you if it don't work, you could pay to get it fixed. That's a lot of money, and you know what? Insurance doesn't always cover that type of stuff. But didn't he have money, or didn't they have money? She had money, but he didn't. Really? So he married into technically money. Basically. Okay. But yes, you're not petting me, right? Eventually I might cheat. So we might as well go ahead and get divorced. Okay. That's how I see it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just stone cold and I'm just... Well, no, because I, I would think it would go for the same way with men. Now, don't not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, men or women, but for those women who have, you know, breast cancer and they get rid of their, you know, they have a bisectomy. Nope. Wrong one. Nope. Mastectomy. Nope. Yes. <laughs> Completely said it wrong. Anyways. And they remove their boobs, their breasts. Right. <laughs> and if their husbands were used to, you know, having those breasts and the wife no longer has the breasts, is that still grounds for divorce? Well, you know, a lot of women tend to opt for the reconstructive surgery. So they get new tatas and everybody is happy. And there's not a procedure out there for men to get new wee-wees? I don't know about new wee-wees, but I've seen like dudes get like pumps or whatever, but that's fucking weird. Like, I can't watch you <laughs> pump your dick. 
<laughs> we about to play. Like, I don't think that would turn me on at all. I think if anything, that would weird me the fuck out. Seriously. But wouldn't it wouldn't it be the same if he was to excuse my language, jack himself off? He's still pumping it up. No, but like you can actually hear the pump sound. <laughs> it's like, you know how like you would like blow up a tire? Yes. Yes. <laughs> With a foot pump. Like that's how it is. So you say that that sound would turn you off? Hell yeah, that would turn me off immediately. And I would probably be laughing so fucking hard, and then you would get turned off because I'm laughing at you. And then you'd probably be in your feelings because I'm laughing at you. And the you know night what is mean? over. Got it. It's, it's over. I can't take you seriously no more. It's a wrap. Okay. Literally. Moving on. <laughs>
when there's deliberate attempts to kill. That's what murder is technically defined as. But manslaughter results from unintentional actions, highlighting the crucial distinction in life in the state of the perpetrator's mind. Interesting. concoctions of crime and cocktails and of course share the love by leaving us a review your feedback keeps the spirits high and the stories flowing remember the night is young and the tales are waiting to be unraveled until next time stay curious stay safe and keep those glasses full this is nicole mitchell collie and amber watson signing off cheers to the mysteries that keep us coming back for more good night show was good i can't wait for the next one to come out binging on the podcast hope true crime never run out what's gonna happen in the next episode nobody don't know i'm in suspense this getting tense no turning back now i'm all in true crime we online tune in it's about to go down true crime true crime based on real life events every story has two